I shall keep, keep quiet until then. Ah, Andy ruined it. All right, hello. <laughs> you saying you will be quiet? Fucking, you didn't give me a free two one. <laughs> no, no three two on this time. You son of a bitch. I felt like 8-bit Triple H's theme would be appropriate for this episode of Rassle Boys. We are back. Several days afterward. I guess it's not exactly a week, but we have to kind of manip we have to maneuver around when we work. Yeah. Which is going to probably be a lot more with the coming holidays. Yay. Yay. Oh yeah, I started this up right when you get into your holiday bitchy mood. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> God, we ain't writing. <laughs> nah, we'll never write again. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, Rassle Boys, week two of uh, 2002. So, there's something weird about the last week and this week. And it's the fact that we started on SmackDown of the new year. Because Raw was a clip show. It means that the build to the Royal Rumble is going to pretty much, like, stutter step the next week's episode. Pretty much, we're going to just have to review, like... You know, we have to review the Rumble separately, pretty much, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. that the next episode we do, we're doing them Raw, then SmackDown, instead of SmackDown, then Raw. We'll probably also review the Heat before the Rumble, if they even do that these days. I know that was a thing, like, back in the 90s, was they used to have... Like heat, like a one-hour heat pre-show thing, and then you go into the pay-per-view. Yeah, sometimes the heat would be a pre-show, and sometimes the heat was just recorded during Raw, but they pretend it happened after Raw, and it was weird. So, is there anything else you want to? No, I think we're good. Tell these people was... like how your day went or some shit. <laughs> I mean, this episode probably would have gotten record recorded earlier, but, uh, like, my 10.30 to 5 got turned into a set, 10.30 to 7, so I was coming back later, winding down a little more. Yeah, and I pretty much bitched at you for not helping me record. <laughs> I don't have a recording test set up. You're the one on Anchor here. Yeah, but I still need to know when you can record, because <laughs> you, you, like, DM'd me that one time of just, like, yeah, WrestleTalk Baby in, like, all caps. I did ask you if you were ready for boys. Yes. My cat is hey. looking up at me expectantly. Nice. All right. Hopefully all goes well here as we uh, start off with our with our SmackDown from January 10th, 2002. Yeah, that this was, this was like, I kind of forgot they d used to do recaps of, like, the last week's Raw and SmackDown with, like, stock music in the background. Yes. Only here the stock music is Triple H's theme. <laughs> And of it course. Is so long. <laughs> is, is it long as this uh, clip we're currently playing in the background? It's like, well, I, what I'm saying is like the whole recap is just so long. Yeah, it took about five minutes. It took about five minutes, and then we cut after that to a uh, some light pyro in Madison Square Garden, and Stephanie comes out to Triple H's old theme, like my time. One, two, it's on. Actually, before that, we had like a like a segment with like Stephanie and Deborah. Oh yeah, I'm I, sorry, I, my notes are formatted weird. I think it's also just because you completely forgot that this happened. Oh yeah, like, I forgot that. Just like Stephanie just 
is in the back and just walks up to Deborah and they just kind of just calls her a bitch. <laughs> calls her a bitch. And then just tells her that Dunkle's going to beat your husband up. And then she's like, no. It's it's like, and they keep doing this throughout the night. I think this isn't the one that starts the cat fight. Well, like these old Rawls and Smackdowns used to have this kind of thing where like, there was a through line segment of like, you know, there's matches and storylines going on, but there's just sort of like a main one they follow. And for some reason, this was the main one of like, Stephanie getting an inflated ego because Hunter's back. So, you know, she like, can pretty much do whatever she wants. Start talking about how when I point my finger at you, you're going to get beaten up by Triple H. Yes, it, it, I, I can point my finger at anyone in the audience and Triple H will beat you up. And then she points at the crowd and I, I just kind of wished I saw like a silhouette of Triple H just running through the crowd punching people. But unfortunately, no. I have on my notes here, if I point my finger, Triple H will beat up these OVW guys. Because for some reason, despite having a backstage pass, she's not allowed in the oh, ring. Oh, yeah, she's not allowed in the it? ring. She, she. Oh, yeah, I fucking forgot. Like, she wasn't allowed to come to the ring because it's a backstage pass, so you just have to stay backstage. But they hit her fucking theme music, and they had her nameplate come up. I mean, they hit Triple H's old theme music. They didn't hit her theme music. Maybe that's maybe that's why Triple H's old theme music queued up instead. They don't have. They didn't have the file for her theme music. I'm all grown up. They got. They got rid of it after she was fired. I guess. I guess at some point Ric Flair comes out, right? Woo. Ah. Because she starts pointing at... Because I have a note that says, stop pointing at Flair. She might... He might have. He might have come out and just, like, kind of, like, jawed at her a bit. I don't remember jabber, it. Jabber, jabber, jaw. I have a... Uh, Christian says beating Taz and Spike is money in the bank. And I feel like there should be a money in the bank joke there, but I couldn't think of one. Yeah, we couldn't think of a good money in the bank joke. Yeah, we are we are hitting this episode with about 30% the energy we had the last time. Yeah. Because it doesn't start off with a match. It starts off with just a bunch of, like, recapping and and stupid segments. But now we get to a match for the uh, WF Tag Titles. Well, Spike we had it. a segment about Christian talking to Lance Storm about the Tag Titles. Then we had a commercial yeah. break. Then Taz came out and with uh, Spike Dudley facing off against Lance Storm and Christian. Yes. For the WF Tag Titles, our new champs by Dudley and Taz. And the first thing that the uh, the first thing that the announcers notice is that it is being refereed by referee Nick Patrick, who huh. ate ass last week. Ate <laughs> ass last they were week. talking about how he still smells like big ol' ass. Which means that that was a Monday, and I know that, that SmackDown technically tapes on Tuesday. Yes. But we're supposed to believe that this took place on a Thursday. Also, that he didn't shower for a week. <laughs> that he didn't shower for the entire one to three days in which SmackDown and Raw are gapped. Especially after Booker T puked on everyone. Was that that hasn't happened yet? Oh no, that I was. I'm sorry. That's here's the thing. I don't know what's what? wrong with the roster right now because, like, yes, they have. No brand split yet. We we somehow accidentally for 
like misremembered that the brand split hasn't happened yet in like early 2002. <laughs> and it but feels you- like every Raw and every SmackDown are like facsimiles of each other. That like each show has like the same wrestlers in like slightly different variations of like the match that they did on the other show. And I keep, and it makes me keep forgetting if like this week's segment was last week's segment or was this segment on a different show. <laughs> right. Like they have like 20, the, like because 20 the whole premise guys. of this fucking show that we set up is, you know, fucking raw and SmackDown were different shows from 2002 it was full of gay jokes. Like, you know, they're different shows, so we review them separately. <laughs> but the first two weeks, we've got... We just had, like, the same about... I would say, like, 15 to 18 wrestlers. I don't know where everyone else is. I don't know if they're on holiday. And I don't know if the network cut some of the segments. <laughs> it's just... it's it, it, it all just kind of... Kind of turns into an amalgus mush. Because where's Mark Henry? Here. Where's fucking like Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit? Where's Eddie? Just where is? Where are all these fucking people? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still not sure if this was around the time when Eddie got fired. Like, like I know Brock hasn't debuted yet because Brock would definitely be on the show if he was there. Yeah. Like I know there was a time where Eddie got fired. I know there was a, like I think. Benoit might have also been released or was just out on injury. Because I know the invasion ended and they were just trying to reset for 2002, but where the fuck are these people? Where's, where's their Where's their mid-card? Where's the Hardys? <laughs> just, Matt, where are Jeff, the wasn't, Hardys? Jeff, was, Jeff wasn't fired yet. Jeff wasn't fired yet. Matt was on Matt, TV. Matt was on TV. Where are they? I don't know. That's the weird part. All the people I remember wrestling back in that day aren't there. <laughs> Where the fuck are they? <laughs> There's been like we have not seen O'Hare of Sean O'Hare. Uh, that that joke could have been better. Dang. <laughs> there's a there's a new one for you just every time Mega Fighter loves a joke. Yeah, but all, right. all we got are these like ECW alumni, some Canadians, and the standard main event of, like, the standard main eventers of, like, Stone Cold, Triple H, The Rock. You know, those fucking people. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Booker T's, like, a new addition, but, like... He's losing his push so fucking fast. He's losing his push so fast. By the way, they didn't really set him up with, um... Uh, we can talk about that later. We still got this tag team match we got to cover. Yeah, we still got to uh, talk about the tag team. I got, match. I got, I got, I, just, I got, I got distracted by the fact that half the roster's not fucking here. <laughs> where is everybody? <laughs> everybody. All right. First on my notes is there's so much fog. Like when Taz makes his entrance, there's just this eruption of orange fog. Yes, the can... it's the Cheeto mist that just follows Taz wherever he goes. Just Taz and Spike have to run through the Cheeto mist to actually get to the match. Yes. We got Christian and Lance Storm. We got Christian's awesome intro. With the fucking sparkles. The sparkles. He got sparkles. Song. I remember Orton like had this... sparkles back in the day, too. Yeah. He hasn't debuted yet, either. 
God, we're in, we're in some we're in some rough territory until the brand split happens. Yeah, that's kind of what. Okay, so there's these spots that've been. It's a pretty standard tag match. Like I said last week, Taz is clearly like not okay. <laughs> So they don't want him to take any risky bumps. Like, the most rough thing I remember him doing was there was, like, a spill out to the... Like, he got Irish whipped out of the ring. Yeah. And in that case, he probably landed on his feet. Well, then, you know, you fall over the apron and you go, Oh, I'm taking a tumble. And then you land on the fucking... Then you land yeah. on the pads. Like, yeah, this was a standard... Very standard tag match. I only have, like, two notes of on here. One of which is, running penis headbutt is dumber than the one-foot spear. Yes, uh, Spike Dudley headboard, headbutted Landstorm's penis. And it was just like, that's dumb. <laughs> I mean, you may as well just go for the full spear if you're just gonna... And hot tag, I like watching suplex... I like t watching Taz suplex people. I almost said I like watching suplex Taz people. <laughs> <laughs> the human Taz machine the suplex. The, the Taz machine suplex. <laughs> There's also a actually pretty good Jerry Lawler uh, quote. Jerry Lawler For quote. once. That Dudley dog didn't have teeth, did it? Which I actually was like, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. Dog. Dog joke. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Um, Taz cri taps out Christian with the Taz mission. And in come the Dudleys, who are still feuding with Spike. And there's sort of a beat down. It's sort Probably of like, it, it sort of normal. breaks up. Then we have one of our Royal Rumble return plugs, which is one of their ways that they're trying to hype up the Royal Rumble. The return of Val Venus. Or as I put it on my note, professional cuckolder Val Venus. Yes. That was basically his gimmick. I was going to say, the less we talk about modern Val Venus, the better. He's into QAnon shit. It's weird. Oh, uh, Yeah, I'm just not going to talk about that. That's weird. <laughs> Then we cut to Michael Cole and King at the desk, and Michael Cole is wearing a very strange, like, pure white turtleneck sweater. <laughs> it was so, like, what is this? <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of, like, what you wear underneath your, like, fencing armor. <laughs> right? <laughs> fencing like, club Michael Cole. <laughs> just came back from fucking fencing with his it, stupid it, it, bleach blonde hair. <laughs> However, it is only marginally less blinding than Edge's entrance. Edge gives us another seizure. Edge gives us I another thought, seizure. Like I said, I thought this was a like post added post Yurtha's aggression kind of thing when he turned heel, but no, he always gave me a seizure. <laughs> like I think it definitely started around here. Like I don't remember him giving you much seizures in attitude, but that was because he was usually like brood lighting. Did they did they used to enter through the crowd? Not the brood, I, like Christian, like edging, like edging Christian. I feel like they did, but I, but I, but I can't say. For it might have sure. been they did it a couple times, then it was scrapped. Yeah. Anyway, Edge is facing the boss man for the Intercontinental Title. By the way, every fucking show has title matches. Every show has title matches. They're probably not going to last very long. They're like five minutes. There, there's a couple of, like, people I listen to who have other wrestling podcasts. Hi, Johnny. 
that like these like very fast smash out matches where just everyone's just doing shit for like five minutes, then it's over. But I don't know. I like matches that sort of showcase what everyone's got a little bit and has like a through line. And also, if it's a title match, I want it to go on for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And space out your title matches. You don't need every title to show up. You can have the champion just wrestle a non-title. Yeah. I don't know why they... I don't, I, I don't know, know why they did that. I don't did to earn, a, to earn an IC title match. No, it's weird. There's, like, no way to set up contendership. You're just in a title match. <laughs> this match is as good as you could get out Especially of Especially because, like, fucking... Uh, to double back a little bit. Taz and Spike won the titles from the Dudleys, but they fought Lance Storm and Christian. <laughs> yeah. For the titles. You just fancy that. You just have a title defense for some reason. And uh, the first thing I would like to point out to this match, referee Theodore Long. Referee Theodore Long. No glasses. We... Looking sprightly. Looking sprightly. Uh, I think we had seen like Theodore Long in a previous match. Like, on last week's show, but we weren't sure it was him. We weren't 100% sure it was Theodore Long. I was almost certain it was Justin King, but... Um, no, Justin King King was hired, like, in 2012. Huh. I thought he was around earlier than that. Like, he ref mainly these matches. No, he's pretty young. (laughs) Huh. He's young for a ref. Anyway, this match was pretty short. Uh, Boss yeah. Man is still kind of beat up, but Edge is a pretty good worker, so he it wasn't as obvious that he was just uh, it was, wrestling it, it as, wasn't a heap, as awkward. An, a heap of injuries. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Boss Man's like, fuck this, grabs his nightstick. Uh, Theodore Long wrestles the fucking nightstick from him, and Edge just spears his ass. Yeah. And I think the thing that they wanted to get over wasn't that title match that he just did, but it was the feud that he has with William Regal. Because William Regal just immediately starts talking shit on the Titantron. And one of the weird things we never noticed about, like, old SmackDown and old Raw, SmackDown was PG, yet Raw wasn't. Yeah, we actually... Because we we found out that William Regal said... Called Edge a bastard, and it got bleeped. <laughs> yeah, when we we started watching the Raw, I actually checked the rating on the side of the network, and it said like TV fourteen, and like the and like for SmackDown, it was TV PG. It was like wow. It's very anyway, weird. William Regal's being a snob, and it's great. And then Edge comes up with the worst quip I've ever heard. You need to speak English. <laughs> Let's just note this. Edge, a Canadian. A Canadian is telling telling William Regal, a British man, to speak English. This isn't even like this isn't even like a jingoistic American thing. USA. USA. No one's American. USA. Oh my god. Was there a USA chant? No, I'm just doing that to make fun of the fact that like neither of them. Because that happens sometimes, where they'll have, like, the crowd will just do USA chants just because they don't like the foreigner, the foreigner heel guy. But everyone else is foreign. (laughs) But everyone else is the foreigner. So it's like, what? 
We will we will definitely keep track of that. I know it happens with like Benoit and Jericho versus La Resistance. Anyway, uh, after that we got another Who's Back at the Rumble preview. Gold Dust. Are you ready for more 2000s homophobia? Aw, uh, yeah. I like it when people make gay jokes. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, the Billy and Chuck match isn't here yet, so we can't transition into that. But we can transition it's, to Lillian Garcia talking to Kurt Angle about Goldust. And he immediately pivots it into how much he hates the Stone Cold What chants that are happening in the background. I think he was talking about, like, Triple H at first, because they had, like, the Well, they were talking about, like, Goldust, Triple H, and then Stone Cold. And just how much he hates the what chance. And, like, I love the fact that Kurt Angle is backstage. He's, like, in a parking garage or some yes. shit. And yet he's still playing with the crowd and getting the what chance over. <laughs> and he gets yeah, so and... mad that he starts to get, like, his eyes start to well up and he looks like he's about to fucking cry. <laughs> like, he is, like, what's great about it is he's, like, just the, the smaller parts where he's, like, just... Like, he's pacing back and forth. He, like, holds up a finger and it's like, talks to talk. And it's like, mm! is he so mad? It's fucking what chance? I swear to God. <laughs> I don't know, man. I fucking loved it. Oh, it was uh, great. Kurt Angle's great. <laughs> and I think, like, the end of that was he's like, if you guys keep doing this what chant at me, I'm going to beat up Steve Austin. And that pretty much sets up our, like, I think our main event. Um, yeah, our main event. Yeah, I'm going to call it the main event. <laughs> yeah, that was the main event match. It's weird that Kurt Angle isn't in any particular feud. Like, he he talked shit about Triple H last week and got pedigreed by him last week, but he's immediately just talking about how much he hates Stone Cold and is going to fight him. Yeah, and hates the what chance and all that. Yeah, he just... It's kind of refreshing in a way when you, when you consider, like, how in modern day, like, WWE... If people are in a feud, they're just going to keep wrestling and confronting each other. Oh, yeah. It's going like, to be, like, constant, like, you're in a you're in some kind of singles or tag team match with the guy you're facing. It's either a non-finish or, like, just some shit happens and, yeah. like, they trade wins. Back and forth. Exactly. And then you get up to the pay-per-view and you feel like, man, this doesn't even matter. I saw this match five fucking times. Leading up to this match. And this is like a special version of that match? Like, wh why you, Why show it on free TV? Uh, on free TV. So I kind of like this this setup a little better. But to be fair, it's we weird. had much re less wrestling. We had a lot less wrestling, yeah. Like, we got a three-hour show. We got a two-hour show. Each two- and three-hour show have one-hour shows. There's mm -hmm. also a separate one-hour show for the Cruiserweights. Also, there's backstage talk and, like, the panel shows they have after and, the shows. And then there's the show with all the British wrestlers. And then there's the British people show, and then there's the Young Boy show. And then there's all the pay-per-views. All in one week, and oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah, and then you have the pay-per-views, which can go up to, like, seven hours. Jesus like, oh Christ. God. Less is more. <laughs> like, for this fucking, like, Raw and SmackDown back in the day, two hours, two hours, the pay-per-view was three hours, and, you know, you could watch Velocity or Heat if you're just, you're bored, and it's like or 11 p.m., it's like 11 p.m., and you don't want to jack off, so you just watch, like, a Jamie Noble match. So, 
<laughs> that's not. Don't don't talk. Don't think about it. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you could also jack off while watching the Jamie Noble match if you're really weird. <laughs> I love the trailer hitch. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the bathroom. Ah, oh, perfect. Booker T is strangely going to the bathroom to brush his teeth. See, now, I know there are people who brush their teeth two times a day. Well, I'm, I'm more of a one, like, you know, get it done in the morning kind of guy, but... Um, I like to do it once or twice a day. Like, I'll do it after breakfast, and then I'll do it just before I go to bed, because I drink, like, uh, sparkling water, and it fucks my teeth up. So I make yeah. sure to brush it off before I go to sleep. Were we making like, a Were we making a point? By the way, well, I was, okay. Well, I just wanted to get into like just how weird this seems to me. I'm gonna go more so that he's brush my teeth in a teeth. public bathroom. He's brushing, yeah, he's brushing his teeth in a public bathroom. But it's like you've probably had hours to do this before you got to the arena. Yeah, you could have done this in the you hotel. Done, you could have done this before the show started, or. But when the camera's on you, you have to go brush your teeth. You probably you probably showered before this, before you went before you got in your car to go to the arena. Anyway, could you not have brushed your teeth? Booker T goes to brush his teeth in the bathroom sink, and someone in one of the bathroom stalls just starts ripping ass with like stock fart sound effects. Yes. And Booker T's like, "Oh man, that nasty! Stop doing that! What the hell?" I'm brushing my teeth in a public bathroom. I'm brushing my teeth in a public bathroom. Stop it. And then the fucking uh, door opens, and it's Rikishi in, like, his full wrestling gear. (laughs) Which now leads to the question, how do you go to the bathroom in a a Mawashi thong? I don't know. (laughs) I need to make sure your Mawashi's on right when you're done taking a monster dump. And I hope he fucking wiped. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) I think I think that becomes a point of contention between the commentary for a while. And I think like doesn't doesn't like Rikishi say let it, make it loud, make it stinky, make it real stinky. That's my oh yeah. So Booker T's like, man, why are you fucking nuclear dumping the bathroom? And Rikishi says that it's his pre-match ritual, and Booker T replies something along the lines of, "Can you do that somewhere else?" And it's like, oh yeah, you're my opponent tonight, and then. Then Booker T looks on in horror as Rikishi leaves to more stock farting sound effects. <laughs> as I've got on my notes, Booker T ain't getting the good tights. He's not getting the good tights. <laughs> Does anyone know what that means? Do, do we have to like I don't know. keep I... in mind? We do have to if like there's a new audience. All these yeah. in jokes won't make any fucking sense. Okay, so I'll explain the good tights real quick. Is that I don't. One know of, I think it was it. one of the ways like. Rikishi kept his status in the locker room of getting like dibs on certain things or being treated right. I think it was just a thing he just had and people just treated him right because of it. But my kitten is like, attacking Rikishi... my bag of chips. Oh shoot. Oliver, please. Uh, Oliver. But, uh... This is going to stay on the fucking show, I guess. Oliver, no. Get away from the Cheetos. Bad kitty. But uh but <laughs> So Rikishi had like three sets of tights, yes. one which he always cleaned, one which he like occasionally cleaned, and one he kept in a plastic bag that he never cleaned. 
And so, like, you didn't want to get the bad tights. You did not want to get the. And the, how, the how you treat how you back. treated Rikishi in the back would determine which tights he wears. And if you're wrestling Rikishi in the 2000s, someone's going to eat some ass. <laughs> so, so everyone was like super like treating him right in the back because they wanted to make sure they got the good tights. Because they got the clean tights, which you know, besides some mild like booty sweat is not the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> a clean booty is just a booty, but, you know, just, oh, God, dirty booty. You know, you can, wa- you can wash off easy, like, a, like, some, like some booty sweat. Yeah. But you don't want whatever the hell's on those tights in the plastic bag. Anyway, after this, we cut to commercial, which sort of de- debuts a highlight package for last week. The Greyhound Bus... Overdrive of the night. <laughs> I'm really sad that this doesn't just showcase people doing the overdrive. <laughs> that shitty like that shitty yet. like leg neck breaker thing. Yes, the I land on my own back. I land on my own knee <laughs> maneuver. Or I land on my own knee. You're thinking of the Look, reverse Randy, overdrive. Oh yeah. Randy Orton wasn't on the show, so we wouldn't have had the proper we wouldn't have had some good shitty overdrives yet. Not yet. <laughs> the overdrive of the week which by the way grand home bus is on my uh 2000s alert which is yes. a lot shorter than last time because a lot of them are repeats yeah there so was I um I, there was a lot of final fantasy 10 yeah and, it's a uh, lot of final fantasy 10 you know we said a lot about final fantasy 10 already did i talk about my theory about how i feel like its reception in the west was influenced by the fact that it was advertised so heavily on WWF. Like, WWE. think of the fucking crossover demographics between Final Fantasy fans and people watching pro wrestling. Like, outside of me... Outside of you. Who the fuck else fits into both demographics? Like, especially, like, 2000 wrestling Because, like, I, I played 10, I played 9, 8, 7... Um, I, I sort of didn't have a Nintendo, so I couldn't play, like, 6 and before. Yeah. And I played like ten two. Weirdly, I played ten two before I played ten, which really fucked up how I enjoyed both games. <laughs> but like you have like ten two wasn't that bad. It's just the plot sucked. <laughs> like you have two thousands era WWF fans. Um, I would say I would say a little older than they were in the Attitude era. I would say most of their fans would probably be pushing their teens, like, stop it! Stop attacking the Cheetos! (laughs) Oliver! Fucking Cheeto thief. Oliver versus a bag of Cheetos. My cat versus a bag of Cheetos. He farted on me! Fucking cat! Get get the fuck out of here. By the way, way, I know we're like a couple minutes in here, but also, that's Allie and I'm Megafighter. I feel like we forgot to introduce ourselves. We did last week, but we didn't do it this week. I have a cat. He sucks. He has a cat. He has a, he has a trash baby cat. I have a, and... I have a kitten who sleeps in my garbage can. <laughs> if that's not a thing that cats should do, please let us know in the comments. I don't think he should do it, but I can't stop him. <laughs> but yeah, like mid-2000 WF fans. In I was going to say very... mid-2000 WWF fans are probably like 16, 17. And, like, the potty humor of the Attitude Era sort of, like, progressed. The potty keep, humor, the To keep the track. Stuff. 
to keep track, and they sort of escalated it. Yeah. <laughs> and now this this fucking raunchy-ass show in the early 2000s, full sex of fucking and sex and drugs and maybe not drugs. Swearing and, and just Swearing blood. and titties and blood and every match, some guy bleeds and... There's a fucking people going jail. through tables. Going through tables. There's a fucking sexual harassment, like a sexual harasser on the on the fucking cast. And I'm gonna say, guess who? Also, <laughs> and then you have the Final Fantasy fans, who are just nerds. <laughs> nerds. They are just straight up nerds. They're not nerds they're and not weebs. Nerds and weebs. This they is coming from weebs. a nerd and a weeb. They have no business in a in a wrestling fandom. But like, like we, we've like, got the we've got the people who beat up nerds and the nerds who get beat up. <laughs> yes, and, and it's fucking, the weirdest advertising. And like, do you like do you like wrestling with lesbians and butt jokes and farting all the time? Well, you'll like this kind of like somewhat depressing, if occasionally accidentally hilarious story about a boy and the rough divide that his relationship with his father has and his name is uh, Vince McMahon you'll, <laughs> you'll, love, you'll love this blonde effeminate dude who plays a, who plays like soccer, water, water rugby water. water rugby and has daddy issues <laughs> and this the story the about like a pilgrimage is. and death and ghosts, but it's you know, so, if you like that and watching the Dudleys put people through tables, <laughs> you are you are like in a rare breed. You are you are in a Venn diagram that is like two circles and like right next to each other. Yes, <laughs> like they're an not eight. even touching. <laughs> yes, or they're barely touching. And I'm in the middle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> After that, we get we after that little dissertation, we have Y2J and Test versus The Rock and RVD. Yes, The Rock, sort of entering a phase where he's very, like, slim, and he's like, he, I he you could really tell he's out. He's you know on his way out. Yeah, he's not in the gym as hard. Like he's still in shape, but he is. I mean, of course he's in down. shape. He's wrestling, but like at the same time, yeah, you could really tell that he's just not. Going to the gym, he's not trying to look swole. He's like doing the Scorpion King or some shit at the moment. Yeah, he's getting he's 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 taking in a Hollywood body when that was like the Hollywood body was kind of action down. star Tom Cruise shit like that. We were just about to enter the, the era the, the, where Nicholas, the Jason Statham years, <laughs> or or the time when Nicolas Cage was an action star. If you if you recall that time. <laughs> Not like now, where Nicolas Cage is an action star by just being a psycho in every movie he's in. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like the tag team of Test and Jericho. Like, I don't know why. It, like, just, it works out well. You know, Test is a big dude, and he's a he's a skilled. He, he's like he's he's a big dude. He's pretty skilled for being a big dude. Jericho is kind of in the cowardly heel gimmick. Like, as soon as the match starts, he tags in Test. And Tess just beats the shit out of RVD. <laughs> I think it helps that unlike most big dudes around Tess' size, Tess can kind of go. Also, he can kill people with that fucking big boot, I swear and to God. And that big boot is great. He, fu he fucking kill people with that big boot, I love it. 
I think his finisher was a pump handle slam, but I would love it if he just fucking car crashed people with a big boot every week. Yeah, he gets such good mileage out of that fucking boot, too. It's just like he just snap it right in. Boom. Yeah, it didn't feel like, you know, like the big show big boot where he just like, I'm going to lift my leg. It's like, no, it's like, whoop, boom. Also, uh, RVD was fucking great. <laughs> RVD was great. Just, he was red fucking hot, man. He was all over the place. He was bouncing, rolling, doing every spot you could think of. I think you, like, you called, like, that there was going to be a rolling thunder, and then it happened. And, and then I yeah. went, woo! Like, again, it comes down to the, like, the statement of if the weakest link in your match is this, then that's a pretty good sign of how, like, how the tag match is going to go. In this case, like, in most it, cases... It is a little weird that the rock's on, like, at the match just before the hour mark. Yeah. But... Like, that is very weird. Like I guess they're just trying to... I guess they're trying to get the ratings pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they want to get that, they want to get that, like, we're, uh, you know, it's the next hour... You don't want people to leave, so put the rock on. Anyway, the brawl sort of goes outside once it's testing RVD. And after, like, a spot where, like, RVD gets suplexed onto a table, they just sort of leave. <laughs> yeah, they brawl to the back, but I don't think they're the legal men. I they think bra they brawled into the crown, and Jericho and Rock were the ones left. And, you know, honestly, Jericho and Rock both wrestle very good together. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, it was pretty fun. At least until The Rock tapped Jericho out with his dog shit looking sharpshooter. <laughs> now, if there's anything I hate in this world with submissions, it's instantly tapping out of a submission. I mean, sometimes, like, like I can understand, like, the whole I'm preventing injury by tapping out early thing. But you think they would... Okay, so, like, it's like having your cake and eating it, too. Yeah. If you tap out to prevent injury, when they let go of the submission, you should just pretend you're not injured because, you know, you tapped out early. Yeah. But it's this thing of, like, two seconds of the sharpshooter and Jericho's spine cracks into 17 different shards. And like, this fucking, this, sharp, this fucking sharpshooter where, like, Rock just crosses your legs over his legs and just sticks his ass out and that's it. <laughs> Like, like, doesn't arch your back, doesn't lift you up, <laughs> nothing. Like, that's part of where I hate the instant, like, tap out is because oftentimes they do it before the before the guys even, like, hooked in the submission. And that's why I have, as a note, Jericho tapped so Rock would stop doing the sharpshooter bad. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Brett's. This isn't Brett's. I'm out. <laughs> Like, oh no, he's doing the sharpshooter again, no. <laughs> but yeah, fucking Bret Hart would sit on you. Bret and Hart like, not only on would he sit on you, he would hold it for like a minute at a time. And you're just like, oh my god, my back. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> How do I get out? And then you go to the ropes, and then fucking Bret just walks you back to the center of the ring. <laughs> and then you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, but The Rock can't do it right. And that was fine when it was as a taunt at like the at like Brett when he did it in like the uh, the Survivor Series match. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, like I, 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 I get stealing your guy. I, I get stealing someone's finisher to make fun of them. That's that's some standard heel work. But like he kept doing that after after it like ceased being relevant. 
Yeah. And after he stopped being a heel, and it just looks bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Rock's theme hits, and everyone's celebrating, and then we cut to, like, that weird graphic where everyone was, like, in full motion video back in the day. And it is... I believe they were hyping up Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold. And I, Kurt I Angle was... <laughs> Appearing to be naked. <laughs> yes, I had the note of Kurt Angle is feeling way too sexy. Yeah, no, so he's like no elbow pads, no arm pads, no gloves, no shirt, no singlet, no singlet. He just like the 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 fucking matchup graphic covered his groin area, but he looked butt fucking naked. <laughs> Kurt Angle wants wants to have that bestiality sex with Stone Cold. Speaking of Stone Cold, we're about to the halfway point of SmackDown, and there's something really weird that I noticed while we were watching this. No, no Stone Cold? No Stone Cold! He is he didn't reply, he didn't cut a promo, he didn't do jack shit. He, until he's his, not shown up yet. He has not shown up. It made me, like, no one confirmed that Stone Cold was indeed in the building, or, like, any indication whatsoever that Stone Cold was fucking there. So I was like, is Stone Cold, like, some kind of wrestling ghost? Like, why is he not replying to Kurt Angle? <laughs> you know, he's gotta go throw two some bitches. Two some bitches. And two some bitches. And out another. Out of the another. ring. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now, I guess. But Stone Cold could have at least, like, I don't know, tell Jonathan Coachman that Kurt Angle's a bitch or just something or, like... Or shown up during, like, Angle's interview. Or, like, or like that him. one fucking thing they do in every Raw forever where, like, they just show a guy walking backstage and it's like, oh, he's here tonight. Yeah. Like, just, like, doing, like, a little stretch or flex, like... Like, you know, piecing. he's doing stretching, or he's just... He's he's saying hello to a man while they're going down the hallway, you know, sipping a fucking Steve Weiser or something. But no, yeah. there was no indicator that Stone Cold was present. <laughs> no, and, it, and the next segment's not going to be about Stone Cold. It's going to be a sit-down interview with uh, Jim Ross and Mr. McMahon. Yes, which <laughs> I love that, like, the moment JR sits down with Vince McMahon, JR just starts telling Vince how terrible of a person he is. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I... By the way, I just want to say, uh, on the record, you're a piece of shit. Also, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about Ric Flair? And then, right when they ask, how does he feel about Ric Flair, they show, like, a little promo over like what happened over the last couple of months where like rick flair gained 50 percent ownership over yeah, like legends of the hidden temple music yes exactly <laughs> there was just like these jungle drum beats going on and ooh, 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 it was it was so weird i'm trying to remember I the also... fucking legends theme you had the fucking you know, like ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, in the background like and like boop, boop, I was I was almost expecting the dun, 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 music to come back, but no. Now we got this legends in temple music. In eighteen eighty one, who was the Secretary of the Treasury in the United States? How the fuck am I supposed to know that? <laughs> That's not the answer. You cannot descend the steps of knowledge. 
No. <laughs> this is Vince just Vince walks down the steps anyway. I don't care. I mean, fuck this stupid show. Fuck you all, Mick. Fuck you, Kurt Fogg. <laughs> I'll show you a silver monkey. I love these old Vince McMahon one-on-ones. Well, like sit-down interviews like these, like you know Jim Ross and Michael Cole do. Michael Cole does it good. sometimes. Uh, sometimes they're like serious and sometimes they're not like when Kevin Owens ordered Michael Cole to leave his own segment <laughs> or when or when Big E just was or just when Big E was just ass. being a pervert and like twerking in Michael Cole's face while Michael Cole just felt his entire life flash before his eyes <laughs> but like when they're serious like this they're really nice they're really candid no, you you feel like you feel like you're getting the essence of it. Oh, the other thing character. I remember about that fucking flashback is like every time Ric Flair got busted open, they would turn oh, yeah, it black they, and white, but they wouldn't turn it black and white right away. So you just see him covered in blood, and then oh, sepia. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like usually like in modern WWE editing, it's like like that, just snap. We're already in the sepia tone. With like blood. as soon as the camera cuts, we're in sepia. Like. And usually it just they keep it in sepia for the whole segment just in case. Yeah. But now it's like but here it's like, you know, you get like a second of it's like, oh shit, oh shit. It's like there we go. Black it was like, and white. Did the, did the did the people backstage or like did people in the truck not watch that video package before they aired it? And they were just like hit the color, hit the color. Or do you think it's a retroactive thing? Like I don't they had know. to go back. I always get scared that these episodes that we're watching are edited. Yeah. To edit out any, like, weird circumstances that happened. I do know SmackDown's the pre-taped one and Raw's live. And sometimes, like, if, oh, you Kane didn't land the choke sign right, we'll just do it again. That kind of shit. But, like, what you mean is, like, they're, they're, they're going back and retroactively taking stuff out that they don't want. That doesn't fit the current, the current mold, yes. There's no Chris Benoit, which led us to like I don't know if it was this week or if it was next or last week, where there was like a whole bunch of like segments missing. Yeah, like, um, actually, I think it the, was this week. We were missing an entire match. We were missing an entire match. In in the in the select, but in the full thing we watched, it was there. Yeah, but we what, were, but we couldn't I, but we couldn't jump to it. Yeah, and we were we were convinced at first that it was because Chris Benoit was in that match. And then we found out no, he's not in this match. At he all. wasn't and then in this match like at a all. Bunch more segments either that were yeah. just not there for some reason. Anyway, Vince turns into a real pervert and says he likes to ruin lives. Yeah, that's where I put this interview turns weirdly sexual toward the oh, end. Oh yeah, like Vince again just leans into the chair and just starts like glaring at Jim Ross while getting like, his perverted smile on his face. It's like it turns me on. Like ruining lives. And of course, this is contrasted with, um, I believe it was Michael Cole, or I think Jerry Lawler or something, asking, will Booker T look into the abyss that is Rikishi's head? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just wondering if he's going to get stink-faced after Rikishi made the toilet all stinky. And also Mr. Perfect coming back (laughs) to the Rumble. also Mr. Perfect will be at the Rumble. Which is the first non-perverted like return they brought up, and I'm gonna bring that up again when the with the fourth entrance later. Uh, we got Booker T versus Rikishi. Yep. Michael Cole is praying that Booker is gonna get the good tights. 
Yes. I and have. while wondering if Rikishi uses toilet paper, Lawler keeps trying to smell Rikishi. Like he spends the whole time like, oh, do you smell that? Do you smell that? I have a note. Speaking of wiping your ass, Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I think I... that's something you said. <laughs> Because they were talking about Rikishi's wiping habits. Yeah, and then just the fucking thing for the fucking splash for Final Fantasy X comes up. But, anyway, but I was Rikishi... wondering this whole match, did they drop Booker T as one of McMahon's enforcers? That's a great question. Like, did that did that just kind of stop? Like, I don't that know. Was something we, that was something we were questioning, and then suddenly it just kind of stopped happening. Anyway, no, this Booker... match was shot like a horror movie in some weird ways, because, like, every time they would, like, wrestle for a bit, sometimes if, like, Booker was in the corner, they would cut to a new shot, and it was just all of Rikishi's ass, like, jump-scaring yeah. you. <laughs> did you at least, did you once get jump-scared by Rikishi's ass, or? Yes. Uh. <laughs> I was like, ass! Uh. <laughs> oh, here was one of the weird spots. Booker T finally gets a windfall. And, you know, starts making a comeback. And to celebrate, he stares at his hand, he shakes his head, he throws his arms out, and does the spin And Cole takes offense to that. <laughs> like, no, is... don't do that here. No, why are you doing that? And, and I'm just like, so, Michael, you are fine with Rikishi putting his big old booty cheeks in someone's face. But the moment just some guy does some light breakdancing... <laughs> You're like, why does this have to be on TV? <laughs> Here's my question is, why is Booker T, if he's supposed to be a heel, doing a spin rooney I don't know. It, was that a heel thing? At I the thought start? the crowd liked the spin rooney Yeah, like, why, it's like, why do the spin rooney you, you would think he would do, like, the motion for a spin rooney and then just not do it and just piss the crowd off. Oh, yeah. Another thing I fucking didn't notice until, like, I thought about it. They kept putting fake fart noises over the match. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know. Book T had, I mean, fucking Rikishi had some three-alarm chili or some shit. Why do I have this in my notes? What? This match is one of the reasons Tim White tried to kill himself. Because Tim White was the referee. Okay. I wasn't sure. I thought something bad happened to Tim White in the match to warrant that joke. Anyway, um, book, uh, Rikishi gets Booker T in the corner. Pulls his fucking t mawashi up real tight until it's all the way in his ass and stink face with fake farting noises over it. And here's the thing. They apparently set up a slow motion camera rig for this. Because they made sure you watched in slow motion like 30 FPS every millisecond of Booker T's despair of getting this big Samoan butt grinding on his head <laughs> and like every ripple of his fucking cellulite ass and that weird vein he has on the lower left side <laughs> I just had a thought with how much you mentioned like the, the edited and fart sounds like were those also edited in afterwards were those not a part of the original broadcast I don't know Megafighter I didn't have UPN <laughs> I know, but now it's just like, now I just have that contemplation in my mind. Well, did, they, they did had some... to be edited in because there's no way a guy could fart that fucking loud in the arena, man. <laughs> That's true. But I'm like thinking, were those in the broadcast before and just like somebody on like the fucking hit sound, the like the projection crowd would hit the sound, fart sound into the mic. So 
I guess that raises the question, why does it feel very Vince McMahon to have, like, a at the, at the production truck to have, like, a four gigabyte file of, like, hundreds of fart noises as MP3s? It's like, open uh, the fart folder. He's <laughs> had that since the, like, mid to late 90s, and it's just... I need it! <laughs> Kevin Dunn really wishes he could get rid of it, but he can't because he get, because Vince would be so mad. Anyway, Booker T is disgusted by eating all that ass in slow motion and starts fucking, like, retching. And Michael Cole starts laughing at him, and then Booker T just vomits all over Michael Cole. And that's why he was wearing the white turtleneck. And that's why he was wearing the white fucking turtleneck. Because he was gonna get puked on. That is, that is weird. Yeah, was that real? I wonder if that was real puke. Probably not. I don't know. I know. I know when Titus like puked after like a giant swing, that was real. Like he has like. I never know the over under on using real puke in the WWE. I know. I feel like, like the the, the reasonable the reasonable thing to do would be to use fake puke, but Vince McMahon's a sex freak, and he wants real puke. <laughs> he he loves dudes that can puke on command. He's gonna puke. That's why That's why he was so big on draws. That's why he came in as puke. Because he was a dude who could vomit on command. Uh, so Rikishi just gets a hat. I don't know Is where he... he I don't know where he got... Them. I don't know where he got the hat. But he has one. And don't, don't say from his ass in the comments, people. And, we, we saw it. And we Rikishi, know it wasn't in there. And, and Rikishi dances on him. And yeah, we saw that full fucking replay. There was no hat in that fat fucking ass. So, <laughs> uh, due to due to uh, being puked on, Michael Cole is gone for after the rest an of the instant show. replay of him being puked on again. Michael Cole's gone for the rest of the show, and they gets replaced by Dr. Dr. Jim, Jr. Dr. Dim Ross. (laughs) Dim Ross. Dim Ross. Doug Dimmer Ross. Anyway, Booker T is just very upset in the bathroom that he was brushing his teeth in earlier and leaning through the door with a most shit eating grin smile on his fucking face. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, man. Just talking about how it's a good thing you got. It's a good thing you got your. Face destroyed by Rikishi's ass. Kids like eating ass these days. <laughs> okay, that's not what he said. But <laughs> he's like, he's like, ah, oh, maybe it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing it didn't happen to me. <laughs> Bang! And then he just leaves. And you know what the worst part is? What? Because he's gonna have to brush his teeth all over again. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he run his teeth through Rikishi's cheeks? Well, it's just that that everything got run through Rikishi's cheeks, <laughs> and he just Did, puked, are you though, saying that, that book? Are you saying that Booker T got credit carded through Rikishi's ass? Maybe. <laughs> well, also he just threw up, so he's gonna have to wipe. He's gonna. Have oh to yeah, he's got out. fucking vom and fucking acid on his. Ah, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst when you get. Have you ever you like throw up in your mouth? Have yeah. you ever like threw up in your mouth but caught it and had to like swallow it back down? And just the burning sensation. You just have this gross, gross feeling in your throat. Your throat is burnt raw and it just feels like shit. By the way, the Godfather's coming back to the Rumble. 
this is where I put down the note. The Royal Rumble is just going to be a 30-man orgy, isn't it? Because we've had, like, free sex gimmicks get announced. Yeah, there was, for... like, clips of him doing the fucking dance and then him, like, in a pile of wiggling hose. Like, we've had, like, Goldust, Val Venus, and now Godfather. The only one who we've had an ounce of a return that wasn't a sex gimmick was Mr. Perfect. Yeah. So it's just like, this is going to be like the most raunchy Royal Rumble somehow. Anyway, we cut to a segment of The Rock with Jonathan Coachman as a follow-up to last week's uh, harassment of Jonathan Coachman as The Rock immediately cuts to talking about his penis. Just, is that all he did? Is that all The Rock did? Did he just talk about his penis? Uh, Maybe. It's funny, like, I read a bunch of books that were, like, reading old or, like, watching old Raws. And they talk about how, like, like, Triple H promos were all about his dick. But The Rock just always goes on about the people's strudel. Yeah, and then, like, Jonathan Coachman, like, giggles a bit and looks away. And then The Rock demands like nearly threatens Jonathan Coachman to keep looking into his eyes. <laughs> you look lovingly into the rock's eyes, Jonathan Coachman. <laughs> you get lost in my gaze. <laughs> so I don't know if I misheard this, but like the rock's talking about getting the title back from Chris Jericho and he threatens to shove his fist up Jericho's ass and then wipe it on Coachman's face. And I'm like... I think that was... Yeah. What is this weird orgy shit you're doing, man? Yes, I also have the note. The Rock friends to fish Jericho, then rub it on Coachman's face. And my note even agrees with me, saying, did all The Rock do was talk about his penis and call people gay? (laughs) (laughs) It's just... That's just... That was, I guess, the thing with Attitude Era promos. If they weren't talking about how they were going to kick someone's ass, they were the talking other, about their dick. Or, or how the other guy's gay. Just. Was that who we were back in the day? Like, I, I showed you that 2000s ad with the two guys in school, like, sneaking yeah. into the back. And then, like, it looks like one's going to give the other a blowjob. But they actually pull out a pack of cigarettes. And then in the most serious fucking voice, it's just like. It's gay to smoke. It's gay to smoke. Like, my God, it doesn't really hit you just how homophobic homophobic the 2000s were. Really? Holy fuck. It's not even like I've gotten more sensitive over the years because I'm a piece of shit, if anyone anyone would like to know. But, But oh my God. It's it's not like they weren't even trying to hide it. No, like the chants, it, the crowd would chant if someone's gay, the wrestlers would call each other gay. Everything's just fucking gay. We're all gay. And yet we're gay and homophobic at the same time. Yeah. And speaking of, and speaking of more gayness, how about naked Kurt Angle again? Yes, naked Kurt Angle. And, uh, you know, the, ro- the fucking Kurt Angle comes out with the straps down and pulls them back up for some reason. And he, he, just, he decided to pull back on the sexiness. And then the glass shatters. Stone Cold comes out, appearing for the first time tonight. And I was legitimately wondering if Stone Cold just wasn't there this week. I don't know. Have we have we been so used to like John Cena appearing at like the top of the hour 
like like start of Raw that we're just not because used to like. I've always seen for all my years of watching wrestling like their commercial bumpers of like oh here's Triple H he's in the back he's he's walking yeah we'll be we'll come back after this commercial or here's Vince McMahon he got out of a car or you know John Cena's having punch you know just shit like that. <laughs> You're so used to like they're gonna show the top star every chance they get. That just or at least here's once in Austin. A while. Here's Austin just right now. Boom. We're Austin's at the just end of the Austin show. just here. <laughs> so this match dragged really hard <laughs> because oh, yeah. here's the thing. I think they had like a good half hour left or like a good twenty minutes left, and this sort of started off with like Stone Cold fucking with Kurt Angle. Like, he would flip him off, he would, like, do circles around the ring, he would pretend I, to grapple, then flip him off again. Then I there was, like, a this. headlock and a weird exchange where JR said that Kurt Angle's ears look like his grandma's biscuits. Uh, JR, you are considered, like, a legend in commentary, but sometimes you just didn't make sense. Yeah, that made no fucking sense. I have the note of Austin gives Angle a double thumbs up. <laughs> oh yeah, they blurred it. Because they blurred it, so you don't know that it was his middle fingers. I approve of you. You're doing great, kid. You're doing great, kid. Fuck next for life. <laughs> Bash it. <laughs> but yeah, this was a weirdly kind of draggy match. Like there's a lot of vamping, matches. rest holds. There was a couple of chop contests. Uh, Angle hits a pretty sick moonsault at some point. Uh, get stone cold. Get stone cold in the angle lock, and Kane runs in. And you know Kane doesn't give back there. And uh, you know Kane runs in, gives everyone a choke slam, and then which I like, like. I thought it was going to be the ending. You know the ending of like, oh, everyone's like broken out, and one man stands tall, and then the Big Show comes out, feeling real sexy, and the Big Show fights Kane, and they start doing that kind of thing where like. You know when they're trying to sell a pay-per-view to you and, like, oh they have God. the wrestlers kind of, like, pretend they're doing that match during a brawl? Yeah, yes, I thought that we were like going to have... Every this, like, fucking this... t- like, every fucking TLC or Money in the Bank that would involve, like, we're brawling, but I have a ladder and I'm going to climb I, it I was... for the end of the match. Or, like, I've... we're having a rumble and we're going to have a pretend rumble. Exactly. I thought that there was just going to be, like, this huge spill-out of, like, dudes throwing fake punches because that's always like the lead into like a rumble or like a battle royal where it's like ah, da, da, da. it's like but it didn't lead into that really well it kind of did it kind of did because but the spot did. every year is big shows the biggest motherfucker there and who can throw out the big show and yeah. you know time to play the game triple h comes out and big show just throws his fucking singlet all the way down and reveals his hairy ass chest like I said, he's feeling real sexy. And they sort of imply that, like, who's going to eliminate the Big Show? Triple H will, and then he kicks him in the balls, gives him a pedigree. And I thought we were done. And then the Undertaker came out. <laughs> Standing on the stage, trying to be menacing in a biker jacket and bad jeans. And his fucking, like, bandana. His bandana. Oh, my God. I think I, think I want to admit something, which is that part of, part of my journey for Rassle Boys is kind of like trying to look at like the popular consensus of of like 2000s WB and C is like were they right 
was it really that bad or was this really that good? And like, not trying to play devil's advocate, but more just trying to understand, was this really as bad as it was claimed? And yes, American Badass in its early days was this not This is actually good. the later days of American Badass because he retired the gimmick in 2004. Oh my like, god. Like, there was um, Undertaker, like, Ministry Taker back in the day. Then he got injured, came back as a biker, but his rehab got him kind of fat. Yeah. And he was fat for a while, but then he lost the weight. But it just it doesn't work. <laughs> this doesn't gimmick work. doesn't work. And, it and I get like this is should. who. And, you know, I get that this is who, like, Mark Calloway is supposed to be. Or Mark Callis, or whatever his name is. Mark Calloway, yeah. But it feels like there's parts missing. Like, the the ginger hair completely makes him look like a pasty dad. Big ginger dad. Big ginger dad. He is not in good shape. His attire (laughs) looks terrible on him. And the fucking Limp Biscuit music absolutely doesn't fit him at all. No biker would be caught dead listening to Limp fucking biscuit <laughs> and his and his fucking wrestling got shit like i know undertaker's not the best wrestler in the world but he's like a great striker he's a powerful dude he's a great but, striker like, he's got decent psychology he can he can fucking shock you with sudden bursts of agility you know but all that just seemed to have like vanished for this time where it just, he just all undertaker had in this period was punches and a pile driver and like a reverse sleeper hold that he used like two times (laughs) and and maybe a nice power bomb oh yeah that's about sometimes the last ride i didn't think i've seen it in the last two weeks i feel like he oh no wait big show tried to do it on him yeah but yeah dude this is just how we end with like triple h in the ring undertaker on stage i don't want to say other looking at each other they're building up for the rumble so I, I'm, I'm just gonna say it outside of that tag team match this show kind of sucked <laughs> the show was yeah like the tag team match is good but like it, what else do we have we have booker t throwing up on michael cole yeah that was probably just so vince would laugh at it because that's we had a we of... had a pretty good sit down interview which yeah. i liked which Kurt they're Angle gonna, which they're Angle. gonna show on Raw anyway. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's interview is great. I like Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle's on both shows. Yeah, and he's gonna have a much better match on the next show. Yeah, I just, just think it, it was it was the weak show. It was the weaker show. I wouldn't say it was like dog awful. Like this was not like no. If 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 we had to use like a ten rating scale, I'd give it a four. Just yeah. sort of the not good kind of not, not good. You not you good could rating. Have, you, you know, you wouldn't blame me if you changed the channel. Yeah, I wouldn't miss that tag match though. That was a pretty good tag match. But otherwise, think, no. Yeah, weird too because this is Madison Square Garden, which I I forgot to mention that on last week's show that Brawl was coming from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, now SmackDown's and, from Madison Square Garden. I guess they both wanted you, their Triple H comeback spot. Yeah, and it's usually when like they they tape a sh- or like they uh. They do a show from Raw, they'll usually tape SmackDown in the same arena. Yeah. Especially around this time. Yeah, I guess it was sort of like a convenient thing of like, oh, we don't have yeah. to back up and move. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. But that was SmackDown. On to SmackDown. 
coming from the American <laughs> Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. This is Raw. Right, excuse me. That was that was SmackDown. We're moving on to Raw. And the whole fucking arena blows up again, except for a weird car honk in the middle of the explosion that I noticed. <laughs> they are, they move to Dallas. And we start off with fucking Ric Flair. By the way, there was this really cool fucking sign in the crowd. It was a woo, but it was like the entire crowd holding it. So it went across the entire fucking arena. Oh, I didn't even notice that and one. And then they That's... ruined it with a second sign in the crowd that says Ric Flair whoa with a k rick with a k and whoa whoa <laughs> you know i didn't even notice the wraparound woo i should have that that's that uh thanks for pointing that out that is sign of the week now yeah I that was awesome because most of the other signs there was nothing like interesting there was you know just rick generic Blair, like whoa <laughs> and then there's rick flair whoa <laughs> anyway rick rick junk meters on buzzed Yes. And something I noticed about the fucking, like, recaps of, like, the last week. Like, not the not the recaps at the beginning of the show, the recaps they have while doing another segment. They cut the frame rate in, like, half. And it makes it look like it's on a Sega CD. Because <laughs> we, we just watched that fucking McMahon interview, like, yeah. na- like an hour ago. And we saw it yeah. again, except this time it was on, like, a Mega Drive or something. <laughs> Not helped by the borders probably being involved as well. And yeah. we, we mentioned those borders. Like, did the borders, did the the borders cut down the CPU usage and they had to play it at, like, half speed, like half frame rate? I don't know. I just ever since you pointed out that they're not actually fitting in the frame anymore, it's bothered me. Ugh. I've got to be. I'm going to be so glad when those borders are gone. I don't know why I wrote it wasn't Ric Flair's fetish. I don't know what that I means. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I feel anyway. Ric Flair works himself into a lather, and starts pacing the ring. Throws his jacket off, and then orders the cameraman to stop following him around. <laughs> I put down the note, um, we're gonna bleed. Rick we're gonna Blair. bleed. <laughs> Which is like, that's a, that's almost a given. I think, like, that was him hyping up, like, Ric Flair, him versus uh, McMahon at the Rumble. But it's like, him saying we're gonna bleed is like, well, I know you're going to bleed, Rick. I'm gonna bleed regardless. Woo! <laughs> I think he also elbow drops the mic. Yeah, he did. Because I put down Flair's elbow drop the mic drunk. Anyway, Chris Jericho comes out, and he's in his street attire, I would like to say. In t- his pants and his shoes are 100% black-white checkers. He, Jericho came out ska as shit. <laughs> got the interruption from ska, Jericho, as we've got here. Yeah. Just, 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 I didn't, I, I, I wanted him to skank his way to the ring, do that little kicky dance that Sami Zayn yeah. does. Pick it up, pick it up. You wanted him to pick it up, pick it up. So, yeah, we get- Chris Jericho decides the thing he wants to talk about is Texas sucks. <laughs> yeah. Texas sucks, and he doesn't want to step to either one of his two delicious feet. <laughs> <laughs> into the state of Texas because he says he has beautiful feet. And he also shits on I believe George W. Bush. 
Yes. Who, you know, Two, fresh off of 9-11. 2000's alert. Weirdly, the crowd didn't really react. <laughs> like, Which is they were booing because he said he hated Texas, but they didn't boo because he said he hated George Bush. <laughs> That's weird, because he's, he's, he's the Texas president. You'd think they would have cared. I don't know. Demographics, I don't, like, I know Vince McMahon's have died in the war Republican, just, like, Republican faux life. But, like, I don't know if the crowd was, because here's the thing about major city centers, they're, they kind of lean left. So, like, I, I guess a good example would be Georgia. Georgia's a pretty red state, but Atlanta is Atlanta, you know? <laughs> So I don't know if the crowd, because this is, I think, in Dallas, if I'm right. This is in Dallas, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure the, the jingoism sort of worked out th back then. So Ric Flair beats Scott Jericho's ass. And then uh, Vince comes out and, like, With some real brains, cocaine energy. <laughs> some real cocaine energy and brains Flair with the pipe again. Yes. No blood this time, because he got him from the from back of the head. Vince McMahon then, like, runs like he has to poop. As you do. He, he like, tries to speed up his strut. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> JBL threatens... I think JBL either threatens Jericho directly or just in the back for attacking he, he, George W. Bush. Yeah, he starts yelling at... Uh, I think he starts just yelling at, like, Lance Storm and Christian. Because You're talking shit about Bush? Bradshaw's not happy about this. He's... He's a big supporter of W. Anyway, um, for our shakeup of the same match that we have watched three or four times in the last two weeks, we have Spike Dudley versus Bubba Ray. <laughs> yes, we have Bubba Ray Dudley versus Spike Dudley. We got Devon and Stacey Keebler, so I was on the button for, for, for more Jerry Lana first. Not a lot of that on... Barely like, the, much on... wrestling. I think Spike hits a roll-up and gets a three-count. I literally have no other notes for this match. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, shit. Hang on. I got to pause. Pause the recording real quick. Something's going on. Okay. Sorry about that. We had a uh, toilet problem. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> where were we? But yeah. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley versus Spike Dudley, where I actually have on my notes nothing much to say about this one. So here's one of the roadblocks we're going to hit. Because of the lack of content these last two weeks of Raw, I'm... And SmackDown, of course. I am a little afraid sometimes if we just skip something. <laughs> but yeah. I'd rather just skip something we don't really care that much about than try and force a conversation about it. Like, like this was a match. Yeah, there, there was a roll-up. And we there cut to Stephanie McMahon in the back with Triple H, who is whose hair is dry and he's very upset about it. I think it was more like Stephanie telling Hunter to back her up. And beat yeah. up all the people that she said so. And Triple H is like, fine. You're kind of being a wait, bitch. Wait, actually, wasn't, wasn't bitch. she complaining about how they were they they got like lost getting to the arena? Because oh yeah, of some, like, she she told Triple H to beat up the limo driver. Not the limo driver, but somebody at like the hotel who gave them directions or some shit. Yeah, and gave I think she also directions. yelled at the limo driver. I mostly just started slowly tuning Stephanie out. <laughs> yeah. This was this is rough. This was rough. But you know what's also rough? Billy and Chuck. 
playing Chuck. Uh, this was this was a hard match to focus on because I was having to alternate between counting the gay jokes and counting Jerry Lawler's first. Because now, Tori the reason, Wilson's yeah, I was going to say now the reason why we were counting his thirst is because Tori Wilson was with Hurricane and Tajiri, and yeah. there was I mean, this weird sentence about how like the Hurricane was making the Justice League, and I was just thinking like, okay, so the Hurricane's clearly the Green Lantern. Yes. Tajiri's just some Asian guy. <laughs> right? What? Who, who, who is, he? is he in the Justice League? Martian Manhunter? I don't know, Hawkman? Anyway, Billy and Chuck come out. Gay jokes. Gay jokes. Gay, gay jokes. jokes. Four, four gay jokes, which is a yes. small amount. But to be fair, this was also a very low count for... I'm just going to say, Jerry Lawler's first count only hits like 13 this yeah, week. Yeah, th- th- this week was a lot drier. Which was surprising. Like, I think we were noting, like, when we were watching SmackDown, we only had, like, one ding the whole time. Yeah, but I felt like I jinxed it a little bit. And it's just like, and then we're just like, now we're down to, like, only 13. They're clearly trying to push Billy and Chuck because they just beat the shit out of Tajiri and Hurricane. Yeah. You know, they just sort of, like, pump their fists and celebrate. And Taker's on a bike. And he still looks like if you decided to, like, blow life frosty the snowman style into the year 2002 <laughs> like he just if 2002 was a man <laughs> it's like if you ask finster to create a monster out of the year 2002 yes <laughs> there you go he just he molded his clay and he, he put it in the monster maker and there you go that's your monster <laughs> American badass Undertaker. Yeah, he's just arriving on his bike. The thing that I said last week that they didn't do was Stone Cold of him showing up. But here, but here it's just like eh. back at the interview, small fence. Kurt Angle and Michael Cole talk some more about what chance, and Kurt Angle makes a Shakira reference. Yeah, whenever, wherever, by Shakira. That's on the two thousand. You have not heard of Shakira. That's a song by Shakira. I, I honestly think he did listen to Shakira, that fucking dork. <laughs> yes. I have on my notes, Kurt Angle's hips don't lie, showing great integrity. <laughs> That's some integral even though, hips. Even even though that song wasn't out yet, I still want you to get that in. If, I'll be there and you'll be here. I'll put you in the ankle lock. I, I am now going to be Shakira, but her shower's too hot. Anyway, we cut to Stephanie and Deborah just immediately talking shit about their husbands again. And getting into a cat fight. That's just that's just all they're fucking doing. All they're doing. I it's on my notes. Do we really need catty arguments from the wives of top stars? It is so unnecessary. I genuinely, I remember thinking actually kind of positively of this week and thinking like, oh, hey, we don't really have a why segment for this week. It's like, nope, okay, I'd figure That's it out. That's our why. <laughs> That's, there we go. That's our why segment of the, so, of the, of the week. So, um, current women's champion Trish Stratus comes out to the ring and sits next to JR, or sits next to King, poor choice. Uh, the thing is, I don't remember a lot of the shit she said on commentary, so I kind of felt like it wasn't really anything good. Most likely because, like, 
Jerry Lawler was gonna eventually make some sort of horn dog comment, and we're, we're gonna have to put that to the count. Yeah. Um, out comes out comes Jacqueline. Jacqueline, which is like the first time we've seen her. Ja- yeah. Jacqueline. Jack. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. And it's a it's a I no can't one can say words. It's fine. They immediately it gave Jazz a new theme song when she came out. Yeah. Because last week it was the bam 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 bam. And now it was sort of like just some guitar music. Yeah. Still not the Jag song thing I remember. And Jazz just straight up jo- like squashed Jacqueline. This, I should note, was a, a number one contenders match for the women's title. So I think Jacqueline's only in this match because she's from Texas. Yeah, it was so like a wanted... really cheap pop from the Dallas crowd and then just yeah. Jazz killed her. That's That's just all that happened. And now, hey, Jazz is number one contender, which does at least sound like a promising match. Jazz versus Trish Stratus. Hopefully it gets a good amount of time. Why do I have the note, Kane's going to get it on with Kurt Angle, phrased weird? I have uh, next to it, this, or my next note, this is going to be a really sexy week of Rassle Boys. Thanks, Kurt. Oh, yes, Kurt is still feeling very sexy. In Kurt his is still feeling screen. very sexy. Is he still naked? Because that might be it. Yes. Yes. So, Kurt Angle's fighting Kane. Even though he was feuding with Triple H one week and Stone Cold the next. Well, to be fair, Kane did chokeslam him. Yeah, he did. So this is so this is like the follow-up match. It was a pretty good match. Kurt Angle nailed a fucking like run up, jump onto the second rope, belly to belly suplex on Kane, and like, we both yeah, freaked like the a fuck snap out. Superflex that was amazing. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then Kane like like a little later, Kane like. Pops off like an Enzigiri, and it's like, holy shit. Kane Zagiri. <laughs> like, this was surprisingly good, and Kane can. This was back when Kane could fucking move, actually. And This is when Kane could move. Kurt Angle is usually bringing his A game, but he was bringing his A game definitely here. So, Kane gets a hand around Kurt Angle's throat, and right when he's about to go up for the choke slam, Kurt Angle grabs the ref. As sort of like a human shield, and they both get chokes, and they both get choke slammed by Kane, and then like Kane puts Kurt Angle in the angle lock, but the ref is still out cold from that and spot again, that he just another, did. We get another instant tap out, and this is where I especially hate it. Kane never worked Kurt Angle's leg in the slightest. Why is he? He didn't work out Kurt Angle's leg, and also I think Kurt Angle would know how to get out of his own submission. I you think. Like, you think out of all the people to put in an ankle lock, Kurt Angle would be the one who could get out of it the fastest. Yeah. Like, it would go super smooth. Like, nope, you can't ankle lock me. I'm Kurt Angle. Yeah. I have at least two other notes on this match, one of which is we are seeing a distressing amount of Kurt Angle's dick. It was Oh, like- yeah. He, he, uh, he wasn't wearing a cup or anything in, in his singlet. You could just see his where his balls were. Yeah. You can just see them. <laughs> and the other one is JR with that super timely exorcist reference. That's <laughs> eh, a movie that came out. Yep. He said he said something about like Linda Blair and you were like, what? Linda Blair. It's <laughs> like, wait, what? Linda Blair? Like, I don't know. Was there any like demon movies that were out in like 2002? Um, the closest one I could think of is The Omen, but I don't think that's out yet. No, that's not for another, like, four years. Yeah. And Sino Evil's not for another three years. Yeah. What 
what movie could have came out that was about possession that JR could confuse for The Exorcist? I know. Well, I mean, just to just for a better, more timely reference, you just I mean, he is Linda Blair. old. <laughs> I don't. Oh man. Now the question is, what horror movies were even out in 2002? Anyway, in a sort of ping pong of segments, we cut to Triple H and Stephanie in the back again. This time they're complaining more. She's and bitching about the fact that she was like, what, like Deborah, Deborah hurt me. She Deborah, that dumb bitch. Can you go beat up Stone Cold? And it start, and Triple H was just like, you're being kind of catty right now. I don't really appreciate it. I think it was like Deborah said that Stone Cold could beat you, beat up, beat you up, and it's like I was defending you. It was like I don't care. <laughs> and then Triple H is like, oh, I'm gonna beat up Steve Austin, and then. I guess that turned Stephanie on. I don't know what phase that was. That, that Stephanie was it's making It's this weird thing where, like, she's a heel and he's a face. Yeah. And it's but, really weird. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm wondering, like, I, was that Stephanie McMahon's cum face? Like, she's like... What? Like, at the end of the segment, when he's like, whatever Triple H says, she just looks on with this weird, like, rictus smile that I didn't understand... So I just went, is this Stephanie McMahon's cum face? <laughs> so we cut to a different segment in this little ping pong we have, and it's the APA, uh, Ron Simmons, looking like Ron Simmons. and Bradshaw looking like Bradshaw, Bradshaw. Bradshaw with the most black your hair could be, like if you just slid your hair on the black slider all the way down. Like his hair was that black. <laughs> oh, oh, you know that, you know that feeling, huh? Yeah, his hair was so black. Oh, it was so slicked black. Yeah, in their it was office, like he dipped uh, his head in fucking tar. <laughs> they have a sign that says APA for a day, which I didn't fully get. Was that just you get to hang out with the APA and drink beer? Yeah, it was just their like, office, and I believe the big show came in. Yeah, Big Show came in, grabbed a beer, and like... And then Booker T sort of like showed up in the background. Breaking into the APA's office. Even though their office doesn't have walls. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You got a door. You go through the door, Allie. Yeah, I know you go through the door. That's breaking into their office, otherwise. (laughs) I know this isn't the Uh, book that we wrote that hasn't come out yet. But you just don't break into the APA's office like that. I do like how Ron Simmons was like when I did a I did a rewatch because when we first watched this, we were both kind of zoning out. I was like, Mega Fighter was ripping. really tired, and I was kind of in a bad mood. So I did a rewatch before, like the the day ago, and I like how Ron Simmons was just like pushing beers towards Big Show, like you can have as many as you want, Big Man. Just drink <laughs> like, all this was- beer. I don't give a fuck. But, like, they they talk about, like, stuff. I think Booker T, or Big Show taunts Booker T about the Rikishi stink face. And I have the question of why not, like, they're, they're setting up, like, the idea of, like, the APA want to get a tag partner so they can beat up the Canadians. Why not Booker T? I know he's a heel at this point. But also, he's a Texas native. He's yeah. a Texas boy. He's Houston. But... I was going to say he's from, like, Houston, right? Yeah. Well, they had. So it's like, I think they had someone cut a promo about how they were, you know, from Texas. I think it was Jacqueline. Yeah. I don't even remember if Jacqueline cut a promo, but it's like, but they've been playing up the Texas pops. Yeah. 
you know this this whole this whole episode was just like that that episode of SpongeBob where they just make fun of Sandy for being yeah. from Texas, and she's like, "I'm from Texas." Oh uh, yeah, it's the uh... Texan. <laughs> I remember the. <laughs> hey Patrick, what am I? Stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? What's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just like goes into like Booker T and Big Show are gonna have a match because. Because Booker T's annoyed at getting taunted over the stink face. And then, like, they, like, go, like, yeah, that's an idea. Because I guess the... I think they cut to, like, a a TV monitor of just Rikishi doing the thing. Yeah, that's that's after um, after the match. But I want to point out just the, like, Bradshaw goes, like, how do you spell sucker? And Ron Simmons goes, like, C-U-K. It's like, he was about to spell cuck. Cucka. It's about to suck. My notes run out here. Uh, I still Uh-oh. got a few. Uh oh. I still got a few to work off of. Uh, we got Edge and RVD versus William Regal and Test. This was a very basic tag match. This match was pretty good. I think there was a couple of spots where just Regal used his brass knuckles to knock out Edge and RVD. Yeah. It was very much selling the power of the punch. This led to two questions on my uh, on my notes. One of which is because they bring up like bring up security, and that raised the question of does William Regal like bring the brass knuckles through airport security, or does he just buy new ones each time he enters like a new town? He just buys them and then pawns them off, <laughs> and then pawns them off, and then goes to another town, buys new ones. Hello, or, my name's William Regal. Or does he have them strategically placed? I'm selling you at some different. Different hotels. Do do you think like he? Do you think he like just pays off random people to go get him fucking brass knuckles? I don't know. Like one of the people who are like setting the ring up before the show starts. Maybe that probably makes more sense than my idea of like he has them strategically placed in hotels in every like major touring city they go to. Yes. They also, the, there's a question, I guess this is, like, they JR brings up the term, like, the educated feet of RVD. And JR raises a good point. What does educated feet mean exactly? Like, I've never understood the term. I always thought the term educated feet sort of meant that you know where to position your legs. Like, yeah. y- like you have a, you have good footwork because, like, footwork is half a boxing if you know anything about boxing, because literally how strong, how fast your punches are, are just based on your position and stance. Mm. So I always thought it was like, you have knowledge of where to put your feet. One who has educated feet uses different types of martial arts kicks in their professional wrestling matches. Wow, that's the only, that's the top definition for educated feet. And it actually, and it just brings up JR talking about Rob Van Dam having educated feet. Feet. <laughs> All right. Well, how about that? Uh, but yeah, this match ends after another like power to the punch. To uh, I think they just both edge. get knocked out. They both get knocked out. Like RBD also, gets I find out. this really weird thing of like I've only noticed this just now, but they just sort of ping-pong test to any heel that needs a tag team partner. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they they don't know what to really do with him, even though he has like a built-in gimmick this, of this he's is post TNA. This is post TNA, right? T- Tested yes. Albert. 
This is post TNA test and also pre TNA test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like they just don't know what to do with test, and I would just you know give him a fucking push, give him the IC title, something you know. He's he's got the immunity gimmick, and they're not really doing anything with that. Yeah, I feel like Besides... that's going to be the story of test. Like, they, they give him things, and then nothing happens. <laughs> yes. We do cut to the back where, um, I think it's like, yeah, it's Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, and Christian all talking at the same time. Yes. Yeah, and they and they cut to, like, as, like, Lance Storm's like, guys, you gotta look at this. And they point to the TV, and they're, it's like, on the monitor is, or on the TV is, like, Rikishi smacking his ass while <laughs> APA look on in approval. But I'm just I like how like, he slaps his ass. <laughs> well, all I'm thinking is people in the 2000s actually knew how to watch TV. Oh, yeah. Their, their TV was... Okay, it wasn't like a 90-degree angle, but it was like a 75-degree angle. And that's good enough. Sometimes, like, when you set up your room and your TV's, like, not flush against a wall and you kind of twist it a little bit, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> But it's also just because I'm reminded of how many times back when we were watching Raw and SmackDown regularly in the 2010s, and there was just, like, these horrible, like, like cuts to people watching the matches on the monitor or on, like, a TV in the back, and they're watching it while they're standing, like, slightly sideways. Yeah, I remember in a really recent episode of AEW Dynamite, they showed the Young Bucks watching a TV like that. And, oh like, one of them was watching it with their head backwards. Like, they were looking over their shoulder to watch it. Ugh. And, like, here's the thing about doing parodies and stuff. No one knows you're doing a parody unless you tell them. Yeah. Or just, if you don't let them know it's a parody, you're just doing the thing. <laughs> doing the thing. Like, it doesn't become satire, it just becomes doing the thing. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of, like, oh yeah, we're clearly fucking with this. So, enough about AEW. Although, although now we have the question that just came into mind as I was talking about the backstage segment. Where's this footage coming from? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Did they just, like, steal a CCTV? <laughs> Did they just ha did they just hijack a security camera? Where's this cameraman that's like watching like because this is happening I'm in real time? Rikishi's is the idea ass. is that Rikishi's smacking his ass and the APR are watching on in approval? I love this channel. <laughs> Why is this on? <laughs> who's who's filming this? Mega Fighter, have you watched the Weather Channel? Uh, not recently, no. Um, the Weather Channel always has this thing called Weather on the Eights, where yeah. at an at a time ending in an eight, they will show you the weather. Does, is there like a Rikishi's ass on the nines? <laughs> just <laughs> every ten minutes or so, it's just hey, and here's some ass slapping from Rikishi. <laughs> because why? Why are they watching this on video? <laughs> Why? What's going on? Now for Rikishi's ass on the nines. We got a we got Booker T versus the Big Show next, and this is a you know this is just what you'd probably expect out of Booker T and the Big Show. I remember like I don't think it was this. No wait, it was this match where like Big Show catches Booker T, and I just remember like Booker T kind of like doing like a triple slap on his side, and then they go into like the body slam. I was like, oh, that's like a nice little thing. Oh, it's a little, okay, now, kind of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, JR also was offended at the idea of the spinneroonie. I don't get why they're so upset by the fucking spinneroonie. I don't get why they're upset by the spinneroonie, and I don't get why the heel is doing the spinneroonie. Which is a, appealing to the crowd thing, especially because he's in Houston, you know. Uh, <laughs> or, it's, it's so Or they're odd. in Dallas, and he's from Houston, and WCW was a per- primarily southern wrestling company. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> It is, it is so strange. Uh, this match, I don't even remember how it ends. Me neither. <laughs> I want to say that Booker T wins. And that's why we get the spinneroonie. But then again, I could be wrong. We zoned, like I said, we zoned out a little bit. We were zoning out at this point. We do have the Steve Austin interview, which did actually hold our attention. In part because of all the what chance, which again, more what chance. Rock. He could take he could take a minute of material and just stretch it out just by having by repeating things back to the yeah, crowd. Yeah, because he can repeat things back to the crowd. He can explain definitions of shit. He can go on tangents because the crowd goes what at something. Like yeah. Stone Cold can play with it because it was a thing he came up with, so it works. And like there was a there's a lot. So I I remember like there was him going to the bar and just talking to the bartender. Oh, yeah, I I remember him talking about all the positions he wrote a mechanical bull. Front ways, back ways, this side, the other side. I was throwing darts. I was throwing darts. And then there was a sad Japanese man there (laughs) who just beat up 15 people and was singing Baka Mitai on the karaoke machine. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, for some reason, the playing pool gesture that he does looked weirdly suggested to me, and I don't know why. Give it a rumpy pumpy. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a rumpy pumpy. And then he starts talking to the bartender, and the bartender's like, Triple H is going to, I think Triple H is going to win the Rumble, or Triple H said he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, he was putting Triple H over, but also saying, yeah, but also I'm going to win. And then he lays out his strategy for for how he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And he starts with, like, I'm going to drink a shitload of beer to build up my beer belly. And then he's going to go to Whataburger and just order a shitload of food and eat it. Oh, yeah. He said he wanted to get, like, a beer belly so that he had a lower center of gravity so he's harder to throw out of the ring. (laughs) Exactly. As I put here, Stone Cold's strategy is to get grossly overweight so he can't go over the top rope. And he's like... A Whataburger with cheese. I'm going to get into the... No I'm going to get into the feeding fetish. A Whataburger with double cheese. <laughs> and the one I, I have here on on quotes, a French fries. Oh, yes, a French fries. <laughs> a French fries. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'll just order a salad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin's going to have a heart attack. In the middle of the rumble. And then they can't throw him out because he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, like, it just went on like that. And then at some point, it, like, the interview started getting, like, surprisingly homoerotic. Where he's just, like, holding, like, Cole's neck. And he's got, like, the other hand kind of near his hair. And he's just getting real close and talking... Like, real quiet to, to Cole. Yeah. Was there just, like, a was there just like a bet between Austin and Rock is to see 
who can make the interviewers more uncomfortable? Anyway, he brings back the bull riding thing, except this time he's, like, pressing his body against Michael Cole from each side. Yes. <laughs> and it was fucking weird. <laughs> like, just, yeah, it's this and the fisting thing with, with Jonathan Coachman. I think Austin and Rock were trying to see who they could break first. Just fuck already. <laughs> and really, ultimately, the winner was neither Austin or McMahon, or Austin or Rock. It was John Heidenreich. Because yeah. he, cause he got to Michael Cole. Yes. With poetry. God, I don't know if that's in, the, in 2002, but goddamn, that's going to be a trip. Yes. But yeah, this interview ends and Stone Cold's going to win the Rumble and probably make out with Michael Cole. I don't know. I'm going to take that son of a bitch and kiss him on the lips. And then we get... <laughs> I, this is where I knew I was giving up on this Raw because I put down as the match Jericho's Canadian October Thanksgiving <laughs> team of Chris Jericho, Christian Landstorm versus always putting ass on it Rikishi and the APA <laughs> just a weird dupe team also I thought no I'm wrong it, it was it was about Texas I forgot Texas yeah we got this fat Samoan guy because you down Bush. This not Texan dude. Like, I know he's from Florida, which is fair enough. But it's still. Why not Booker T? Uh, like, this was a very basic, like, six-man tag main event-ish kind of match. A lot of a lot of Farouk dominance or Ron Simmons dominance, I should say. Uh, I think he was Farouk. I just called him Ron Simmons earlier because I call him Ron Simmons sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, like Farouk dominating, like just it's like hitting all sorts of slams on dudes, like towards the end, which was really fun. Uh, Jr. confirms that uh, NFL Hall of Famer Tony Dorsett will not be in the Royal Rumble. Which what? I, I I guess it's good to know that he won't be. Like, also he was in the crowd, but still. Like, uh, thanks for letting us know, Jr. That this guy won't you know, be in the room. You know, it'd be a really funny segment. This would be in my fucking upside down bullshit wrestling universe, where no one says who's in the rumble. Everyone just says who isn't in the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and like you have to like use the process of elimination to figure out who's not in the rumble. Jerry announces that he's just not gonna be in the Royal Rumble. I am reason. not in the rumble. <laughs> it's like it's like R Truth undeclaring himself from the Royal Rumble. Yes. Just <laughs> eventually everyone except for thirty or so people will say they're not in the rumble, and you gotta keep track and figure out who the fuck said they're not in, they're in the they didn't say who, they're not in the rumble. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bingo card and fucking. <laughs> okay, so he said he wasn't. I haven't seen him, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match just kind of ends. I think Chris Jericho wins it through some sort of shenanigans. Yeah, we're very. We were very just like out of it on this one. You rewatched it though. Not... Yeah, I rewatched it, but even then, it's still not like the most like interesting thing to happen. 
maybe it's also because I have no investment in this. Yeah. Because one, we're like 18 years removed from W being in office. Well, even then, like slightly less than that. Also, I'm not a Texan. Texas. <laughs> so I, you so think? I, have no... I was gonna say you think Bradshaw would get the win, or or was it maybe like I'm a beatdown thing? I might be wrong. Maybe maybe they did get the win, and I've just completely forgotten. <laughs> welcome to uh, hello everyone, and welcome to two guys try to vaguely remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll check the results in a second after because uh, we got a, we got our main event uh, promo. Where Triple H talks about oh, yes, how our main event, a promo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Welcome the, to the, 2000s the WWE. <laughs> oh, here's the closer. Triple H is talking about how he's going to be in the Rumble. He I'm in the about, Rumble. He quotes a Kid Rock song, which is something we missed the first time around. God damn it. <laughs> it was cocky, and he says, like, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. Oh, yeah, other thing on the 2000s alert. Uh, the Sinister Urge by Rob Zombie, the album with uh, Never Gonna Stop on it. Yes. And Uncle Ben's Mini Balls. <laughs> Uncle Ben's Mini Balls. <laughs> Woo! I love the two pounds alert. It's just so silly. Uh, Austin comes out and does, like, the turnbuckle spot, but... Triple oh, H yeah. Is- Triple H just sort of blocks him from going to the fourth turnbuckle and doing that, like, I won't move, you move. I won't move, you move. <laughs> And they just start fighting. Oh, yeah. They just sort of pause and then start punching each other. And then, like, uh, and then I think, yeah, Undertaker comes in and just starts beating on everyone with the chair. Like, he hits them both with a chair and just stands triumphant as more Limp Biscuit plays. Yeah. Limp Biscuit fucking up your program. So, I have to say it. This week sucked. <laughs> Uh, apart from the Kurt Angle Kane match, this week was not good. So let's just move on to awards. <laughs> yeah, I um, sort of. Here's the thing: I forgot to put down awards this week. I can I can kind of commit to memory on awards. Our Jerry Lawler first count was 13, as I noted. Yes. Uh, so for MVP, Kurt Angle will definitely. I get definitely it. Kurt Angle for the MVP. Because that because that match of Kane, which is the longest match on the card, by the way, for Raw. That's it weird. Went, it, it went nine minutes forty seconds. Everything else was like below five minutes. God that's damn. That's probably why that's probably why I can't even remember the fact Not that even the tag did. match? Uh the tag match is the Spike God oh yeah, the or tag the, match the, 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 the main event tag match. The main event, yeah, that was like three minutes, nineteen seconds. Holy shit, that's why I don't remember that. Oh my god. Right? That's why I couldn't remember the finish. Is like it just went by so fast. I like blinked and I missed it literally. Right? It was a very long. It was a three minute blink. It was a three minute blink. Uh, but yeah, Kurt Angle and Kane put on like the best match of the show and probably for the whole week. Yes. Uh. So yeah, definitely Kurt Angle on MVP. I'm gonna say underrated. You want to go with Test again? I don't know, cause Test, like I said, Test just does what I expect him to and he he was on both shows this week and he did good both times mm. but do you want him to be the MVP uh, most underrated because who else would be more underrated than him right now everyone uh, maybe Tajiri um, Tajiri didn't have a match or he did no, but it was really he, short exactly that's how 
It was her, he, he and Hurricane fought Billy and Chuck. You completely forgot that match. Yeah, I did. So, damn, when you can't even remember it's a Jiri match. I kind of want to go with uh, RVD. <laughs> RVD, sure. RVD killed it, man. He was good. RVD killed it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that one. Uh, the Y segment of the week. The weird cat fight between Deborah and Stephanie. The constant cattiness of Deborah and Stephanie. Why do this? Why? That is just a why. Uh, sign of the sign of the week. We're gonna give to the wraparound woo. Big woo. Big woo. The big wraparound woo. Fuck you, <laughs> the guy who did Ric Flair. Whoa. <laughs> that was that's that almost sums up this week it's just a Ric Flair whoa <laughs> Ric Flair whoa I think we are uh, I think that is that it for awards I think that's MVP. all the awards we have yeah that's all our awards our awards are just MVP underrated why and the sign of the week because that's fun yes and our Jerry Lawler first count is here, and we will we will eventually evolve that when the brand split. We will starts. evolve it when the brand split starts. But otherwise, yeah, this was a. I think you said it was kind of like they were just kind of like spinning their wheels until the go home show. Yeah, that's what I felt like because we have one more week, and it just sort of felt like we're almost to the Royal Rumble go home show, but we're not there quite yet. And yeah. I feel like the Go Home Show will have nothing to do with any of the shit we just watched. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. We're probably going to go back to Booker T being, like, Vince McMahon's, like, un like lackey. We're going to completely forget about Billy and Chuck again. Yeah. What if they weren't on the fucking Royal Rumble? That'd be weird. Uh, yeah. We're probably going to see another part of the Dudley. Like, Dudley I can think feud. of two to three feuds. <laughs> We know that we know that Ric Flair and Vince McMahon are gonna fight. Yes. We know that the Dudleys have beef with their little brother and his and his New York friend. And we know Triple H and fucking Stone Cold are in the Rumble. And we know and Regal and Edge are feuding, but I don't know if they're gonna get a match. And we know that Undertaker and like Triple H are also in the, and Kurt Angle are also gonna be in the Rumble. I think. Yes. I don't know who the hell is fighting Chris Jericho for the title. I don't know either. Maybe The Rock, because I think The Rock won the number one contendership against Booker T. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. I think it's Rock Jericho. Rock Jericho. That does sound promising, though. Yeah, that might be pretty good, and you never know. Yeah. Or they might just give him five minutes and get his ass kicked by The Rock. You never know well, with this fair, fucking company. Fair, you never know, yeah. I mean, it's pay-per-view, so it'll last longer than five minutes. So Maybe. I have to thank everyone for the resounding feedback we got for episode one of Wrestle Boys. We had an astounding three views and zero comments, and I appreciate all of that. <laughs> yeah, if you if you have actually if you us out. if you want to check us out, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, be sure to leave a comment, or I don't know, just call Mega Fighter stupid. Or me, yeah. dumb, or something like that. Just engage. I don't care if you call us retards. It's fine. We know we are. We're, <laughs> we're, we're making our way through 2002 WWE. Alone. <laughs> but Alone. It's, it's fine. <laughs> we also have a way you can support us through Anchor. We might eventually switch to Patreon. You, know, you never know. But we're going to keep on trucking. Do we have a oh. sign out yet? 